It's the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX and place a $1 bet on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. It's just that easy. It's episode 18. 18. Do you have any famous 18s? Coyotes history? You're looking at me. Christian Dvorak, wasn't he? There you go. That's a good one. I know he's famous. I mean, David Moss. David Moss. Recent history. That's a good reference. Well, That's what I was looking for. We're back in the morning. Everyone has their coffee. Mm. Oh. A lot more energy the last time we were here at Lower nine. Down. The clearing needs to happen. We do need I a clearing. Text. We need text. Who wants coffee this morning? You did. And I said I had coffee. No response from Morgan. Just saying. Well, he did walk in on the phone and you had your I morning know. phone calls once again. <laughs> I know. So, you know, I feel. Do you have anything to clear? You came in a little I'm, tense. I'm a little hot today again, <laughs> but. I'll just say this. Do you ever have to try to prove who you are? It's harder than you may think. <laughs> Seriously. I know where we're going with this. No, I'm, I'm going to let it I do. I'm gonna I've let heard it all about it. We're not going to rehash the whole thing. Other than a driver's license, you, you need a passport. Well, can't get a passport because of the pandemic. The offices are closed, taking longer. Social Security Administration, guess who else is closed? Social Security Administration can't get a Social Security update. It's just, it's difficult to prove that you are who you are. And I'll dental records. That. Down, I, well, pull a tooth. I'm not a big fan of the dentist. That might, they might have to go back to when I was a teenager. That's a whole other story. Okay. I'm sorry. I digress. No, you I don't apologize. You. That was your clearing. You had to let it out. A little more coffee and I'll be fine. Then we can talk hockey. Do you Do you have anything this I'm morning? Good. I'm good. I'm zen. <laughs> zen. And that's how no, we're doing it. See how Craig's microphone hits him like in the mouth? Mine hits me in the nose. <laughs> like are we trying to not... Are you trying to hide me? I get it. <laughs> yeah. For ratings, I get it. Like I'm all that's I'm totally on board for that. Okay. Now I'm done. You, you got, to, you got you anything to, else? Uh, <laughs> you need to read the read the uh, fine print of your contract. I know. <laughs> I know. You get voice for radio. Here, here's the oh, height for my radio. microphone. Oh, voice for radio. Go ahead. I'm sorry. These nine o'clock shows were a good. We will idea get to the show time. eventually today. Okay. <laughs> there are two games to talk about. There, there are well, like four games yeah, to talk about. There was we, a big hockey. the Sun Devils. Yeah, oh, that's right. <laughs> PD clearly did not read the. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, a lot of hockey this weekend. It was funny. At some point yesterday afternoon, um, during it was during our, the Cardinals post game, we were like every Arizona sports team won today and this weekend until. The Sun Devils lost, and then the Coyotes lost. Sun Devil Hockey lost, and then the Coyotes lost to cap off Sunday. Otherwise, it would have been a perfect weekend mm. for Arizona sports. Mercury, Sun Devil football, Cardinals, Diamondbacks. Although, U of A had a bye week. Yeah, U of A had a bye, so it was a win. Two, two impressive football wins. This is the hockey show, I yes. know. But, man, both, both impressive wins. I didn't see that coming from the Cardinals. Having covered ASU for a very long time and been on all those Southern California trips where – Something, yeah, there's some calamity befalls the team. They lose in dramatic fashion. I didn't expect them to beat UCLA either. So it was a great weekend for the football yeah. teams here. Well, and then the Coyotes said, hold hold my beer. <laughs> I got us. <laughs> we can't have a perfect Arizona sports weekend. It's just impossible. Luckily, it's just the preseason. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's dive into uh, recapping the two preseason games that the Coyotes played over the weekend. We'll start on, I guess, the more positive note. Um, Saturday, the Coyotes won 4-3 against the Ducks. Uh, Coyotes' goals, Chikrin had two. Larson and Erickson also scored. Yeah. Thoughts on that yeah, game? Yeah, I mean, when I, when I watch preseason games, I, I, I never take 
my my takeaways are not big picture ever <laughs> because it's the preseason. It it's meaningless from from that scale. So I'm looking for little things. And the, the thing that I really wanted to watch in that game was Jacob Chikrin playing with Anton Strahlman for the first time. Andre Tourigny has said that's probably going to be the top pair. But as we've said on the show, we need to see it on the ice to see if it works. You, you never know if guys are going to have chemistry until they play together. Well, I liked what I saw from them. Chikrin obviously had the two goals, but I thought they, for a first preseason game together, I thought they worked well together. And Chick talked a little bit. We'll have some audio from them later. Um, talked a little bit about how he sees similarities with Alex Goligoski, which surprised me a little bit. But he also thinks the fact that Strawman's right-handed might help facilitate things a little better in the offensive zone. Yeah, when you look at the right-hand, left-hand matchup, I know this coaching staff, the previous coaching staff, preached that yeah. daily. And that's a way to create more offense in the offensive zone. And when you think about it, if you want to see a right-handed or a left-handed defenseman, a right-handed defenseman playing the right-hand point, they can get the puck off of the wall as it's coming up the wall to them, and they can sling it across to their partner. Well, if you're if you're left-handed, your hands are crossed over here, and you have to go to your backhand. Now you have to turn your body, change the positioning of your hips, look at your partner, and now make the pass. That time in this a game, big difference. Yeah, in, in this in, game, your defender now has stick on puck. That window opens up closely, or you have to make a backhand pass, which is. Again, these are NHL players. They can make a backhand pass, but it's easier to make a forehand. You can sling it faster. You can get that puck to chicken quicker. Um, I think the righty-lefty matchup on this pair specifically is going to bring some benefits to Jacob Chikrin. But you can see Strollman, even in that game Saturday, he was jumping in. He was jumping in the play. He was diving in through the middle towards the net. Um, I think he might open up some space for Chikrin up top if he dives through the middle, pulling a defender down, mm. opening more ice up top. We'll get some, by the way, we're going to bring a whiteboard in to when we talk about stuff like this to make a little more sense. And I'm serious about that. But he'll he'll open up more space up top. Chikrin's got a, a bomb, which we've seen. He, he starts off where he left off offensively. And I'll be honest, preseason or not, I think the two of them were able to direct traffic in the defensive zone. And I thought their defending was pretty strong and solid for their first time together in a game situation. I wanted to ask you about something that Strawman said uh, when he took the podium after the game. Um, he clearly, it's clear to everybody that you want Jacob Chikrin to be able to go. You want him to jump up into the offense more than you want Anton Strawman to jump up in the offense. He's got the abilities. So Strawman talked about, you know, being able to protect him a little bit and maybe teach him a thing or two defensively from his experience. From your perspective as a coach, what what does it mean? What can he do to protect Jacob Chikrin defensively when when Chick is jumping up into the play or you know sliding up into the offensive zone? Sometimes, first of all, it's a mindset, and your mindset has to be defending first. And Chikrin's mindset is going to be offense first. It just is. That's the kind of player he is. So first, Strawman's got to read a situation as it's occurring. It's going to be a lot of experience on seeing as a team breaks out of their zone and you're at the blue line. Okay, I'm not going to hold the blue line anymore. I'm going to back out. I'm going to back out, give myself another two, three, four, five feet, another stick length so I can react because I know Chick's going to stay in. Chick's going to hold the blue line. He's going to stay in. He might even dive down to try to take a stab at the puck. So I'm going to be in a better position. One, I'm going to get to the middle of the ice. So I'm going to get closer to the center ice dot instead of staying in my lane because I can defend an odd man rush better from the middle of the ice. And I'm going to back up a little bit. Now, you don't want Strowman getting two zones behind. But when you're experienced and you're smart enough, you can play that way. And you can go back, Adriana Coyne, Rose Saval, um, Klesla, the, the, the 2012 D that we had. Those defensemen were really smart. Not the quickest defeat, but they were extremely smart. And they knew how 
to back off a little bit to give themselves a little more time and space. And that's what we're going to see with Strawman. It's more of an anticipation of what's coming at them. And what about in the D zone? What can he teach Jacob Chikrin there? That's going to be when to go. When to go, when to stay. And it's going to be like you don't have time to read a situation. You have to decide and go. Uh, players move too quickly. So it's do I leave the net front to go pursue a puck behind the goal line? Yes or no? Well, it's communication. Go, go, go. I got him. You're here. Go, go, go. So Strawman will take net front. Chick can go into the corner and, and retrieve the puck or battle for the puck. So it's going to be a lot more coming and going from the net front because you want to make sure one of those two is is holding the net front position. So it's going to be a lot of communication. And sometimes Chick might play the other side too. Like Chick might go into the right corner because he's quicker and can get on pucks more and Stroma will just hold the front of the net. Mm. So it's going to be a lot more communication to who's protecting that net front position. Should we go ahead and hear from them? Sure. So we yeah. have uh, Chikrin and Strawman and then Coach Turini um, on this exact topic. On Another the first for PHNX. Yeah. For, for, yeah, for us. <laughs> Yeah, we hadn't we haven't really skated much together, um, but I mean I I've enjoyed um, the short time we have had together. I think it's something that could be really good. Um, you know, I think the communication's already there. Um, Strawley's such a great guy, and um, he's a guy that's you know played a long time in this league and a lot of really good teams and um, knows knows what it takes. So um, I've been lucky to play with. You know a few guys like that and um yeah i mean i think it'd be great if we were able to get get a good thing going some chemistry going and and uh hopefully we can continue to you know build on one another and continue to get better together yeah i mean i think he's similar to goosey i mean um in a sense that uh i, I honestly think they play pretty similar games so i think it'd be a good transition the only thing is he's a righty which might even be a little bit better for us to facilitate, use each other a little bit more, especially in the ozone on the point there. And, um, you know, I think he's a guy that can play in all three zones. He's, he's good with the puck, good skater, good defensively, makes good reads. So um, just a smart player, a smart veteran guy that has played in this league for a long time. So um, he's easy to play with, he's fun to play with, and he's somebody I think I can learn a lot from. No, but he's, he's obviously a high-end talent. He's, he's great defensively, offensively. You know he he's got a lot of lot of tools uh, to be a great player in this league. So I, I, it was fun. You know it's the first game. It was the first game for him, second one for me. So I I think I maybe felt a little bit better in the body, but I think he handled it great. Um, you know and coming off his surgery too and everything like that. Um, it's not easy. So um, I think you know we work on it and if we keep keep playing together, I would I would love that opportunity and I think we can we can uh, kind of. Um, balance off each other a little bit. Um, good, good minds. So, I mean, he he he's he's got way more offense than I do. So, uh, so I think uh, you know I'll, I'll I'll take the back seat a little bit and let him. You know, um, I, I think he should have a little bit more freedom uh, moving up the ice. Uh, you know, he's he's a threat. You saw that today with with those shots. So, uh, and and then I'll I'll read off him and give him support and back him up as much as I can and defensively. Um, Maybe I can, I can show him a thing or two. Maybe, um, and you know, it's it's so much about communication. You know, in the in the zone, and we're trying to learn this new system. It's going to take a little bit of time, but um, I think um, you know, we, we we I think we read a game fairly similar, so I think it should be should be pretty good. Boy, I like. There's two really good players <laughs> playing together. <laughs> That's the first thing I like. Uh, 
there's two two guys who are strong on puck, strong on battles. Uh, they uh, they have skill. They can make plays. Uh, they have good execution. Obviously, Chick has brought a lot of offense, but Strozzi as well as Poison in his game. He has a tough process. He, he's easy to play with. You know, he's tough to play against and easy to play with. He, he makes other better. So uh, I think it's a good pairing. Nice to hear from all three of them. Petey, I, I wanted to ask you something about this situation. One of the things that uh, they didn't talk about in the audio there, um, these guys hadn't played together in camp. They were in separate groups. So when you throw them together for the first time in a game, I don't know how much you take out of that and how much more uh, of a body of work that you need to see before you're convinced this is the right pair. Yeah, it's going to take time. Yeah. It's, it's a positive step forward. Um, they were able to, to move the puck together well. They got out of the zone well. I thought they defended well. So I, I think it's a great sign, but you do need a bigger sample set. You, you know, you need more games under their belt to see what truly they are. And, and they'll come a point, and, and believe me, they're going to ride this for a while. This isn't a one or two game experience. They're going to they're gonna take this for a while to see if it really clicks because once you've played together for a long period of time, you start to know where the other guy is even without the communication. Hey, I know he's going to be in another corner. I can just ring the puck around the boards and I know he'll be there to get it. I think that type of communication, that type of synergy really takes time, but it was a step in the right direction. And, and it's huge in the development of Jacob Chikrin mm-hmm. to have a partner that can help lead him down this path. Yeah. So important. I, I, we both wondered about that, how they were going to manage that losing goose. He was obviously really important to Jacob Chikrin. He had a lot of faith in him. So how are you going to manage that and make sure that the guy you're building your franchise around right now still has a path forward? He um, even said it was he was similar to yeah. It was, that surprised well. me a little bit Goosey, to Goosey, yeah. Goosey, which I never called him. I know, but you're right, and that veteran leadership is what Minnesota looked for from from Goose, and that's why they signed him because they want that same kind of experience, leadership to lead Spurgeon down a similar path of, of you know getting to the top of his talent level. Yeah. And Golagoski played really well down the stretch, yeah. as you remember. Is the advantage of Strawman on the right side versus Labushkin or Timmons, who are also right-handed, is it simply experience? Is that what you get? Absolutely. And I think you might see a guy like Timmons maybe next year. You know, Timmons is not – we talk about Timmons a lot. Like, he's he's made it, and he's yeah. there, and he's arrived in the National Hockey League. He just doesn't have a large body of work in this league right now. Yeah. He's still – extremely young and he's learning just as much as Jacob Chikrin, if not more so. So I, I think it's unfair to put him in that spot and have two guys that don't have the complete experience following down that road. I think that's a challenge. And Labushkin, I, he brings something different than the other defensemen on this team from the right-hand side do. He's more physical. I don't think we're going to confuse him with a really elite puck mover. Um, so I, I think that's why you need the Strawman pairing. I think that's why it's so huge going forward. And uh, Connor Timmons also had two assists in that game on Saturday as well. He's so. going to be good on the power play. I mean, he's a secondary power play threat that they needed from the back end. Um, I know Chikrin's carrying the mail on the power play, but Connor Timmons, again, when you've got that time and space, he can make the plays. And I think that's where they're going to look for him to take his biggest strides on the second power play unit. Hmm. Playing alongside Ghost, though? Or- I, I think so, I, and I will, you know, we'll bounce back and forth between the two games. But in El Paso, Gostasper looked pretty solid, he did, pretty actually, calm, yeah. comfortable with the puck. Uh, he gets the first goal off the power play and a little wrister through, seeing I wrister. 
uh, I thought he looked really confident, and that's a great sign for him after the last couple of seasons in Philly. It's a minor thing, but then you let the two Russians play together. <laughs> Lefty, righty, they can communicate, certainly, <laughs> a little bit better. I think probably for now, yeah. I think that's probably the plan. I, we'll see where Capo Bianco fits in that yeah, mix, too. Yeah, you know, he's, he, Capo Bianco is still trying to get up to speed after being out of practices a few days with injuries. Provolanov... I need to see more. Yeah. Like we, we saw the big hit in, in, the, in the third period. I think he leaves his feet on yeah. that big hit. Yeah. Um, um, on that note, player safety is not going to look at that anymore. I have verified that. So that they're so not concerned over. with that hit. So that's okay. That's off the table. Which is but good. Yeah. I saw that too. And I wondered about it for that reason. It was, it was a tough angle to see because of the streaming, the camera angle there. But I thought he left his feet too. And so I, I was wondering about that. But I well, confirmed that they're not looking at By the at third it. period, the, the physicality in that game picked up. I and mean, it was more of an NHL game. You saw yeah. a couple of fights. You saw the big hits. And really, the problem of hit probably precipitated a lot of that. And if not for leaving his feet for just a mere second, that's a heck of an open ice hit. Keep your head up like through that part of the ice. And that's the kind of stuff that he's going to make opponents think about. Hey, I, And that one second of thinking about, hey, is he going to be there? That's enough to create a turnover in the neutral zone. So I think that pair... You know, wait and see what Capabianco does when he comes back to health. But those two Russians, I see that as your third pair to start the season. But we'll get more of that over the weeks. Since to come. we're on the subject of defense, should we talk about who we see trending in what direction? Sure. We've okay. got some cool graphics created, don't we? <laughs> you know, you like to think so. Uh, <laughs> so we were talking about. Um, who's trending in what direction in each position? We've talked about the position battles before. Um, and just because you get a downward arrow doesn't mean that you're necessarily bad. It just means that we think that they're trending toward maybe Tucson rather than the yeah, Coyotes or, roster. Or there's some things holding him back, yeah. like being out of the lineup. Yeah. yeah. So, like for Capo Bianco, for example, he's uh, out of the lineup with an injury. Soderstrom, we've talked about probably benefiting from being in Tucson, but, you know, we just mentioned Provolnev. So. Who typed these? Why? I'm just curious. Kylie. Kylie Capobianco. Oh, my God. His sister. Uh-oh. Just <laughs> that saying. was me. I'll take full just, credit for that. Was fine. But <laughs> I didn't type it. If it was me, I wouldn't. My roommate's name is wouldn't. Kylie, so it's probably, it really? it's probably like a, a, a slip. Subconscious there. You know, it's early. It is. I, hadn't, I haven't had my full coffee yet. Let's do a clearing on Kylie. <laughs> we, We're good. We've, we've cleared it off the screen. To, to all my journalism Apologies. professors, I'm so sorry. <laughs> is a thing. But this is going to be an audio podcast in an hour, and no one will know the difference. Well, except they except will now. now that you're bringing it up <laughs> over and over. So if I didn't point it out, we would have. Yeah, if you didn't point it out, we could have gotten away with it. Sorry. That's okay. Probably, but Kyle Capabianco Probably not with a Coyotes fan base. <laughs> exactly. Well, I got three replies already. <laughs> with Kyle Capabianco. I take full responsibility. He just hasn't been able to play. Yeah. And yeah. this is, you know, Soderstrom to me last night in El Paso was the true. That's where he is. And when when Rick Bonus, the head coach of the Dallas Stars, saw Victor Soderstrom and Provolanov as a pair out on the ice, mm-hmm. Jamie Ben and Radulov and Sagan were coming over the boards. Yep. And it was men versus boys. And it cost a goal against in the third period with that pairing. Um, you could see physically Soderstrom's not quite there yet. He yeah. couldn't handle those guys in front of the net. He couldn't take them all the way from the wall to the net. Um, and that's the situations where he needs to, one, get stronger, more mature, and grow as a defensive player. 
in Tucson. Offensively, he made some nice plays. Um, I thought he got the puck up the ice really well. He was able to walk the line, look good with the puck. Away from the puck against real NHL players, I noticed him and Provlinev too. I, I think those two together and Mosier. I think those three said, oh, maybe not quite ready yet. And this doesn't mean Victor Soderstrom is not going to be an everyday player in the National Hockey League. I believe he is. He just needs to play more at the American League level to attain that 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 status and get those situations and play those minutes. Yeah, and we listen. It, yeah, like you said, it's not a big deal. It's it's not to say that Victor Soderstrom isn't developing the way they hoped he developed. Defensemen take a long time. It's it's a really hard position to play in this league. Don't rush it. Don't rush it. They've got options, and and like you talked about with Provolnev too. I, I mean, maybe your best option is to play Capobianco on that third pair with Labushkin, and Provolnev becomes your seventh defenseman where you you put him in in certain situations. Maybe, you, maybe you're playing a heavy team like the Stars, and you, you want to put him in in that situation. So we'll see how, how that all shakes out. But yeah, like, like you said earlier with the arrows, don't read too much into them. There are different circumstances. It's not necessarily that a guy's playing badly. In this case with Kyle, Cap- Kyle Capobianco, um, just hasn't had uh, enough playing time for us to really get a sense of where he fits. And that's, we talked about cuts later today. Yeah. The, some of these races will be end by the end of the day, ended by the end of the day today, because you can only keep so many players. Right. Yeah. I'll be curious. To Temporarily see anyway, there's right. always call-ups, there's sure. always injuries. We'll, we'll yeah. See. yeah. It's, I have, a, I have a feeling it's going to, we're going to be seeing a lot of them. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about, well, I guess we can talk about both games with the goaltending. So on Saturday, um, Carter Hutton played two periods, had a .875 save percentage, and then Vimelka played one period. Um, and then on Sunday, Kojanev – did I say that right? Kojanash. Kojanash. I was close. That's, that's a tough one. <laughs> hey, it's better than the first time I ever read it, which I said like Coronar. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it that's, reads on paper. Think, what did they say in that last night on the stream? Yeah, it was, it, yeah, it was, tough. It was rough. It's a tough name. Anyway, he um, had a .792 save percentage, saved 19 of 24. Um, so not the best goaltending performance of all time. What yeah. do, what, and we've talked about the goaltending battles a lot, but – you know, getting to see a sample size of three goalies over two days. I just when when I again, you got to take all of this within the perspective of what the the Coyotes are trying to do. Do, do you want elite goaltending on this team? Uh, you know, I hate to say it, but maybe maybe not. I when I look at their goaltending situation right now, I don't see a guy on this roster who's a true number one, and that's part of the issue. But maybe that's part of the plan. We'll see again. Not only are cuts coming today, they're going to be a lot of guys on waivers. So we'll see if that gets interesting for the Coyotes. And they they claim someone. Bill Armstrong has said, we have the room. We're going to be watching that. So so maybe they change their goaltending picture that way. But again, maybe you don't want to. But when I look at this right now, I mean, Carter Hutton to me is more suited to a backup role. He's probably going to be thrust into this starters role unless they get someone or at least like splitting time with someone. So that's... That's something to watch. And then with the backup situation right now, I I think I feel a little more comfortable with the way that Vemelka's played than with the way Koshinash has played. But again, it's preseason, so I don't want to read too much into it. I don't know what your thoughts are. And there's are. a lot of things here too, though. Like, when is Hutton going to play? He's yeah. played two periods through four games. There's two games remaining. Does he play all of both of them? Like, he hasn't played... For a goaltender, you got to play 60 minutes. you got to make yourself 
get through one full game just for conditioning purposes. Like, does he play the last game and that's it? So he's going to play five periods or is he going to play part of Can't you do first? that though with these last two games? They're split by a day and then you've got yeah, a week off. So then he I mean, plays all those and then Kozhanash yeah. and Vimelka don't play again. And Vimelka, so that'll be 10 days between playing yeah. it all. I, I just, I, I'm not sure what their plan was. Yeah. Going all the way through this, and, and Tendik doesn't get any. Prozvatov plays a period or two. Like, I, is there a plan, or is it just it's Hutton and Kozhenes right now? Kozhenes has played more minutes than Hutton. Again, Hutton may start these next two, and everything is fine. And maybe it's Hutton for two, Kozhenes one, or Bamelka one, and then Hutton all the way through. But what we haven't seen, and I guess it's partly preseason too. You're seeing there are you know there's a lot of scoring in preseason, but but you haven't seen, wow, what a great save. What a great save. Like, I don't think there was a memorable save from the weekend, right? I'd agree with you, actually, yeah. Like, there's nice save, but the shot's through. There's not no traffic from a shot from the point. Oh, they made, made the nice save, but nothing in, in El Paso made me go, oh, wow, that was a great save. I didn't see that. That's a concern. But to your point, is it a concern? Yeah, I, It's just you're back and forth. On, it's a weird situation excited. to be in, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like you're, you're analyzing a team. 3-0. <laughs> And then yeah. now we go see them against Ben, Sagan, and Radulov, and you go, uh-oh, that's what it's like against NHL players. And to be honest, Kozhenesh wasn't good enough. Yeah. He, he just he wasn't good enough. I mean, you get your save percentage under 800, that's not good enough. Yeah. So I don't know if they've determined who the backup is yet. I, I don't know. I mean, Hutton's their guy. So we'll see unless, to your point, unless something changes on waivers. Prozvatov's your guy down there, and Hutton's your guy up here. Well, there's still a lot of uncertainty um, in that position, but what's not uncertain is that you can get $100 in free bets from DraftKings if you sign up using the code PHNX and bet just $1 on any NFL game, and either of those teams scores a point, which the last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943. Fun fact. So your odds are good. Um, <laughs> so that's the DraftKings Sportsbook app, which is our official sports betting partner. I'm wearing the DraftKings shirt that they sent me. Shout out DraftKings. Thank you so much. Um, My dad already stole mine. Amazing. So, yeah. Shane yesterday was wearing his DraftKings hat and his Manscaped shirt. So he was a walking um, advertisement. Wow. And he thought somebody thought someone was trying to sell him something in the Starbucks parking lot yesterday. But... <laughs> 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 they, they dropped their phone and I picked it up and I was like did you drop your phone he looked at me he was like no 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 like he, he would, wouldn't roll down the window because he thought I was trying to sell him something <laughs> wow anyway DraftKings um, and DraftKings customers um, all, you can do same game parlays we've talked about that before which is when you combine multiple bets for a bigger payout um, so you know it's a, it's a really great, easy app to use. Um, Shane finally had a good weekend. I'm just keep talking about Shane. Sorry. Yeah. He finally had a bounce back weekend. Um, PD, did no, you, he gave us the tip of the week last week. Yeah. Right? His DraftKings week, of the week. It Green hit. Bay to cover. So I, and they did. So if you, if took, you followed along to our bets guru, then you had a good weekend. Exactly. I listened to what he said. Yeah. And I did. Well, anyway, the promotion, as I said, if you sign up using the code PHNX and you bet just $1 on any NFL game, you'll win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. You cannot miss out on that offer. Um, so that's the promo this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. 
Was that uh, transition? Was that improv? Or did you have that written down? No, that was improv. That was improv. It's really good. She, just fed, she does just transition went right off well. of what Petey said. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm still I'm still recovering from my typos. So I know. I'm really just trying to like. I do apologize. Well, you know I'm where sorry. you won't find a typo is in Craig's articles. Uh, you oh, might. you might find that. <laughs> <laughs> on gophnx.com yes. yes well if you know i know the people tell you when oh yes they tell me <laughs> all of the time sometimes publicly sometimes they dm me but sometimes they they just they tell me put publicly. it out there you know yeah. we're all human That's we right. all make mistakes right. um but you can find all of craig's articles um on gophnx.com um become a member to get access to those not just craig's articles but all the articles across all of the beats um the Cardinals are 4-0. and I mean, that's like a super exciting team to haul right now. They're doing great stuff. Um, Johnny writes great articles about the Cardinals. So any any f- Arizona sport that you're interested in, including ASU, U of A, we have coverage of it. Um, and you can get access to all of that by becoming a member at gophnx.com. Um, and if you sign up for a year membership, you get a shirt. The shirts are shipping. Uh, we saw the picture of them all laid out. They look amazing mm. in in person as in, on the way. Can't wait. In, in a photo but still like it just they look amazing so super excited i can't wait i can't wait to get mine too so I know. i'll be wearing it day one your morgan's minions shirt <laughs> we, we do need a morgan's minions no, shirt that might sell out tire <laughs> that'd be the leading shirt on the website Seriously. for sure yeah, that little that guy like blow the guy the guy what? steve carell plays in the minion thing oh, the grew yeah that's him <laughs> I'm Gru. Well, that's the that would be the graphic. If Eric's listening, we should get wow. on that shirt. This today. guy compared to Gru. Shane, help me out. Right? Uh, I see the resemblance. Where's the? Where, there it is. I was waiting for that. Okay. Aside of that, I was gonna have to do another clearing after being compared to Gru. Okay. Oh my god. Thanks. Bud. All right. Let's. It's a good thing we have a history. Veering yeah. <laughs> back onto the onto the road here. All right. Um. Some other notes, I guess, from the weekend. Just Coyotes had twenty penalty minutes in their game yesterday. Um. Liam, Liam O'Brien has been a standout, yeah. I think, for all of us. Um. He had a goal yesterday. So did Christian Fisher. I'm not sure where Liam O'Brien would fit. I'm. I'm not sure if he's going to be a regular in this lineup, but. I could see him being an extra forward. He's, I think he's done enough in camp to earn himself a look. For sure. And, and when you listen to Coach Trini and what he wants out of a player, a guy that works hard, that he's in it, that he's aggressive, that is Liam O'Brien, right? Mm-hmm. Like That's the kind of player he's been throughout camp. Uh, he skates well enough that he can get on the puck. He's physical enough that he can punish defensemen. And he can fight, yep. which he showed in the last game in Dallas. So He's got that epic beard. So yeah, just getting better. I think the better. fans are going to like him. I think he's yeah. he's the kind of guy they're going to root for. We'll get in later in the week on how we think the line matchups are all going to fall out and see what kind of room they have for him in the everyday lineup. Uh, he's done everything he's been asked. He's been a fun guy to watch, and I hope um, we get a chance to see him play in some of these games as, as we get into the season. Should we? Can can I ask you why does the waiver wire get more interesting now than? Like the, there were players who went down through waivers last week, so why this week? Yeah, is... but the players that go earlier on waivers are generally the ones that you know are going to get waived. They're not ready for the NHL yet. They're at this point, they're not as good. So the players that get waived now are, you know, those guys that are right on the edge of maybe making an NHL roster. Sometimes there are economic decisions that force you to put someone on waivers. Sometimes GMs will try and sneak them through, hoping that a guy doesn't get claimed. This is when you see all of that happen. So. If they're, you know, if guys are going to get claimed, it's probably going to happen right now. Um, and of course, if you do claim a guy, he's got to be on your NHL roster. You can't 
then send him down to the AHL. You're responsible for his full contract, and he's got to stay on the NHL roster. So you've got to be fun. certain that's a guy you want to add. I love I love that level of chaos. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. But there's very few guys that get claimed off waivers at this time of year because at this point, all of the scouts and management and coaches still believe in all of the guys that they have acquired throughout the summertime that they don't want to give up on those guys yet. So you see there might be one or two people picked off waivers league-wide, but it's not not something you see a bunch of guys moving no. around teams today. Somebody was claiming. I don't even remember who it was. I thought Montreal claimed someone or New Jersey yeah, claimed someone the other day. Montreal. I can't remember it? Montreal, yeah. But. That's a good call. We should probably know that. We're a yeah, hockey show. Well, you know. <laughs> You, you can probably find it by Google. So <laughs> Google that waiver. How's that for a, a tip for you? Uh, man, the other, you know, we talked about the def- defensive pair with Chikrin and Strawman. The other pairing that I thought was really noticeable in last night's game in El Paso was Roussel and Beagle. They played together five on five. They killed penalties together. And I thought they had a real chemistry. They both came from Vancouver, so they know each other personally. They're friends. And they played like it. Like, they played really good together. I, I think that... Wouldn't be surprised if you see them on a line together. Yeah. Um, probably, you know, I don't know. We call them first, second, third, fourth lines. I don't know with this team right now. But I see Beagle in the middle with Roussel, and that's a pair that you see together. And again, when you have a line, five on five, you would like two players from the same line to kill penalties. It keeps this the synergy and changing lines much easier for the coach on the bench. Right. They were taking a guy from this line and a guy from this line. makes it more difficult. Then when they're from the same line. So I would see those guys not only pairing on the PK, but playing together five on five. I thought they looked great together. Yeah, that's a middle six uh, combo that we're probably going to see, whether it's two or three probably depends on some of the position battles that we can talk about and for which you've created graphics Now as well. I'm so stressed that oh. I'm going to have more typos. I, won't, I promise Barry, I won't say Barry Hayden. No, you should. Barry, okay, what should we do first, center or wing? Let's, let's go to the wing since we're talking yeah. about a, a lot of forward set. Oh my God, now I'm like reading it so closely. PD's P scan. No, I'm not. Okay. I think I did okay. Wait, and this on uh, this. Oh, I think she. You know, we talk about it. Yeah, I did this one, but but if if Craig pointed anything out, it'd be his fault because I just copied and pasted his typing from the Slack messages. So I, I, <laughs> my mom was an English teacher, so I'm sorry, and I can't spell. So okay, I know. Just background information for future shows. Andrew Ladd here to me. We've had played in one game. Yeah, you've been out day to day with injuries, and we talked about that first game. It was the. You know, he started off slow. And so is that who he's going to be? I don't know. He's going to be on the opening night roster. I, I don't see any way that he is not part of the original 23. I just don't see it with his contract status. And I, I, Do you, Craig? I mean, here's the thing, though. Is anybody going to claim Ladd if you put him on waivers? That's not going to happen, right? No. So, so you probably could if you wanted to. If you decided, yeah, you're going to send him to the A. You could. I mean, he, that's where he's been for the last couple seasons. So yeah, yeah, maybe because Galchenyuk has been a player. Yeah, he he possesses the puck. He's got offensive upside. He's quick on the forecheck. Again, you go back to Tournier's style. He wants F one quick on the puck on dump pucks, and Alex Galchenyuk can provide that. So to me, he's had the leg up there for sure. And Liam O'Brien, you know, we both like what he's done. And Leah, you know, we all talk about how he's doing exactly what he's been asked. Galchenyuk still more of an offensive threat than yeah. Liam O'Brien. So I, I think those two at least have a leg up over Andrew Ladd as of today on Monday. Yeah, and I could see Galchenyuk being a regular. He's probably going to be among the, the, the 12 forwards you play regularly. Whereas You Liam would Ob- think he would. Yeah. I mean, pe- you know, people wonder if on a tryout contract, is. I think he's done everything he needed to do to, to, to get over the hump and become part of this roster. I think so far. 
with two games to go, uh, I don't see any reason why he doesn't make the team. Yeah. Again, though, going back to tank season, <laughs> do you add a guy that's going to score 15 to 18 <laughs> goals by the trade deadline that you might be able to trade for a third round pick? Maybe you Is can that trade a good strategy? Who knows? I don't, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fair question. What yeah. if he scores 15, but he gets you three or four more points and now you're not last, you're third to last because yeah. of those four points. Yeah. I, it's so hard to wrap your head. I like him on the team. I think he adds something. I think he gets speed offense. He'll score points, but do we want that? I have to believe, too, for for Alex Galchenyuk to sign a, a PTO here, he had to know that he was going to get some sort of opportunity because he had an offer from Toronto. Granted, it was a, a low offer, but he had an offer of a contract from Toronto. So you, would you turn that down for a PTO? Probably not unless you have some sort of assurance. And his, his agent's Pat Brisson, who is an incredibly savvy agent. So I, I got to believe that there was some understanding there. Do you want to go to the centers, Leo? Let's go to the centers. I'm I'm stressed. There's Barry. Kidding. <laughs> Barry. Kidding. Oh my goodness. All right. I think I did okay. Whew. Um like Barry Hayton's another one who was um injured and out of the lineup. So that's kind of same position as um Capo Bianco, exactly. where we can't really judge too well. Um well, like Petey said too, I thought he looked good when he played. Yeah. But now he's out now, again. So yeah. hopefully he'll get an opportunity in these last two games to show what he can do. Yeah, it, it's hard because it it's more of what this organization is trying to do. What is the plan? If the plan is future, then Barrett Hayton should go to Tucson, right? Yep. Travis Boyd's an NHL player. I think he's been okay in these games. I don't think he's been elite offensively, and he hasn't been catastrophic defensively. He's he's okay. He's, yeah. he's eating minutes at an NHL level. Jan Yannick, I thought... Last night in El Paso, again, you go, okay, he's not quite ready. Yep. I think for the style of game he is going to play, where he's going to try to be more physical and he's going to stir things up and get under people's skin, I think you need to be physically more mature. I think he needs to be stronger. I think he needs to be able to handle those situations. Look at Michael Bunting. It took Michael Bunting years to play it under your skin kind of style to find his way into the National Hockey League. Jan Yannick just needs more time to get to that level. Um, it's going to come down to me, to Boyd or Hayton. And right now with Hayton being out of the lineup, unless he can get in one of these two games, the easy call is going to be to send him down at least to get ready and get physically back to a point where he can play. Yeah, and that's okay, right? Give him a, absolutely give him some time down there. Yeah, And like I, I think I said this last week on one of our podcasts, like I, I just have this feeling that you know, it's a, it's a long NHL season. People are going to get injured. Mm-hmm. Things are going to happen. And I have a feeling we'll see Barrett Hayton in the Coyotes lineup at some point this season, whether it's for an extended time or not. But I just, you know, just because the opening night roster is one thing, I don't think that's representative of what this team's going to yeah, look like I have no the doubt whole year. Yeah. Be there so I, I, have a, I have a very strong feeling that we'll see him, um, whether it's next week or, you know, down the road in this year. So. And you fought Radulov last night, right? Am I remembering this yep. correctly? That was interesting to see. Yeah, there was there was some fighting last yeah, night. There was. I yeah, mean, Liam was... O'Brien, even even Yenyik, he's been involved in fights mm-hmm. in the AHL, but to, to fight Radulov surprised me a little bit. Actually, it started with him putting a little cross-check in the back of Radulov, and Radulov said, okay, kid, yeah. here we go. And I thought Radulov was able to get his gloves off quicker and landed a couple of quick ones. But then Yenyik came Yen-Yi back. Started throwing the tail end of it. Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't get embarrassed by an NHL veteran. I thought it was pretty even yeah. after that. Good on him. 
And he's going to have, if he's going to play the way he plays, yep. that's not the last fight Jan Yannick's going to see <laughs> this upcoming season. Yeah. Um, it's part of what he is, I think. And, and then you've got to find that balance of getting under the skin of your opponent and you can't spend five minutes in the penalty box. So you got to find that mix where you can push it just enough, but keep it between the whistles so you can stay on the ice. Like if he wants to be an offensive threat, got to be on the ice, can't be on the penalty box. So I think he'll, he needs to learn more in the North American game, the North American style in the American league and become a better pro to play that style, but still keep it between the whistles. Before we move on and talk about ASU, let's talk about the Kraft Hockeyville and the mm. fact that yesterday's game was not even aired on national TV. It was streamed on NHL.com, which when I watched it, I had to keep it small screen for it to not be blurry. I don't know if anyone else had that issue. But let's let's just talk about the... <laughs> The execution of oh boy, the, this event yeah. yesterday and over the weekend. I know uh, several Coyotes fans voiced their displeasure with the fact that it wasn't on NHL Network. I think NHL Network actually had a different game, right? Didn't they have the Vancouver game on? Mm-hmm. Vancouver. Okay, <laughs> I, I get it. In in the regular season, you want a game that probably will give you better ratings, but you're marketing this game as as a big deal, and then you don't even televise it. And that's to me, that's the tip of the iceberg. But Listen, Craft Hockeyville is is a good concept, but it's a bit of a PR sham too. They they don't they don't go all in, and they definitely didn't go all in on this event. There were I've heard there were some events that were actually canceled that the Coyotes wanted to do. I mean, if you're going to do this, do it right. I mean, commit to it. And 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 the bigger thing to me is you're playing in a city that's predominantly Hispanic. Isn't this the perfect time to announce plans? at least announce plans for a, a greater marketing effort within the Latino community. And at, at best, how about announcing a game in Mexico? Why haven't you done that yet? It's literally our neighbor to the South. And we, we have all these teams that play close to the border and they haven't done a game in Mexico yet. What yeah. Are we doing? I, I, I think for as big a deal as the league wants this to be in its Hispanic um, heritage <clears throat> month in the National Hockey League, how this game wasn't on their network, I don't understand. And you and I both were texting back and forth half hour before the game trying to see, are we in the right place? Can I find right. it here? Where am I going to stream it? Should it have been that hard? Nope. Like, I, I turn your like TV you go on, to the, be there. You know, the, the, when they list the games yeah. at the top, if you click on that, that link that they offered it was an ad. That's yeah, that's not the link you I want. Know. So wow, come so on, I went NHL. down that rabbit hole first, down the <laughs> ad, and yeah. I go, wait a minute, I this shouldn't be this hard. So I just waited, and the game was there. Everything was fine. I think the players that went, I, I think the events live inside the arena on game night were great. They did the things they wanted to do. It was great for El Paso. What they were able to do to that arena and the money that they were able to put into the facility has been fantastic. Yeah. Great for hockey in El Paso. All of those things are true. But how are we going to hear about it? And again, I'll go even a step farther. If you're going to market a game in preseason, do you put it on Sunday night at 6 (laughs) o'clock when Tom Brady's in Foxborough? How many sports fans are watching that feed besides the three of us? And there are other nights to have preseason hockey games that don't conflict with national NFL games. I just, I don't understand 
I, I, it's not my place to understand. We just watched. So I got to tell you, even some of the content I was listening to, and I know there's a certain amount of you want to get into the community, but I thought the decisions they made for stories they were telling in the community were, they were dull. They were unimaginative. They were the easy story. So like it, it, as much as this is a good idea in concept, I didn't think they executed it on, on it at all. And then when we're talking about the money that they put into this arena, El Paso has one hockey rink. So how about launching an initiative where you get more ice, you create more opportunities? Because yeah. how does hockey grow in a community? With the availability of ice. You've still got one ice sheet there. Great. You, you, it, it almost felt like it felt like lip service to me. It didn't feel like real commitment. Yeah. Which is disappointing because yeah, that's disappointing. I, you know, we're all for growing the game, especially in the Southwest and in communities where it's not huge. Um, and that arena, they did get one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to upgrade um, that arena. So, you know, that's cool. And, I, and I'm not, I don't want to diminish yeah. that, yeah. but come on, commit more. Actually, show a greater commitment to growing the sport in that community. I didn't see it. Yep. Um, any final notes on the Coyotes, their weekend, Craft Hockeyville, anything before we move on? Yeah, just, I mean, now, you know, what we saw from Dallas last night, that's what you're going to see from the Coyotes in these last two games. We're going to get more of an NHL-looking roster. Clearly, cuts are coming today anyway, so we're going to get down really close to what the opening night roster is. But, yeah, this this will give us a much better indication of what the Coyotes are capable of. And I know we were missing Smoltz and Kessel, who is still injured, and there were plenty the of players. Uh, the top defensive pair out of this game, too. I, I just think that when you're looking at the teams in the Central, which we'll talk about later in the week, the depth of these teams, the amount of NHL players on these mm-hmm. rosters, I think the 3-0 and start in preseason could have been an aberration. So we'll see. Sure. Will there be a 3-0 start in the regular season? We will find out next week. Um, well, before we move on to ASU, just want to remind everyone um, that if you haven't, if you didn't do it the first time I said it, to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, we're using the code PHNX. And if you can, you put a dollar on any NFL game, if either score, team scores, and even in yesterday's game with Tom Brady that we just mentioned, it was a low-scoring game that first half, but they still scored. So you can win $100 in free bets. Um a no-brainer to do um, using that code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Do not forget it. And now I think it's everyone's favorite part of the episode. <laughs> I know. This, I, I, I was going to create a segue. This. I was I was going to wonder if Tom Brady manscapes. Then, no, I'm not. I have no part in this. <laughs> Honestly, and uh, Shane, I'll, I'll defer to that. Leading into the manscape read, is there any doubt that Tom Brady manscapes? <laughs> All right, can look at him. There's like none. Well, he Absolutely may wax. Absolutely, he does. He may, he may wax. He yeah. may. The only the only way he doesn't manscape is if he got surgery to remove all of his body hair, which again, or if he's even human, which I'm. Can, <laughs> he can afford. There is yes. some sometimes I question. I'm, I'm a huge follower in the Tom Brady as a reptilian club. So. He might be, <laughs> but support for the PHNX Coyotes <laughs> podcast is brought to you. By our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. Their fourth generation performance package absolutely changed the grooming game along with their refined body wash to round out your hygiene routine. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for their shower time routine by going to manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping with the code PHNX. And we'd said it before, no nicks, no cuts, no fuzzy nuts with Manscaped. And I tell you what, I was a kid of the 80s, didn't matter, wasn't a thing. 
I don't know when it became a thing, but it's a thing now. So you better have the right tools <laughs> and you better clean that stuff up and you do it at manscaped.com. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. Keep your balls trimmed fresh and clean with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. I, I didn't think I didn't think you were going to go there again. I, I didn't I, think it was possible. I just I I, I went there. I grounded. Okay. You got to pay the bills, Craig. I've one thing I learned about this. I liked our previous gig. It was fun, but it's way better when you're paying the bills. Okay. And when Manscaped is sending you a by the way, package did you get your kit? I did. I don't. Craig won't even admit to getting the kit. We got a little kit. I need Craig to wear his Manscaped shirt to a show. Mm. I know. Mm. What, Your I will, balls will thank come. you is Your what Your balls it says. will thank you, it says. And if you get the performance package, you do get free gifts. Boxers come in there. Oh, yeah. I got boxers, too. Yeah. And a shed travel bag that you can store all your stuff in. A what travel bag? A shed. S-H-E. Because it's like landscaping tools in your shed. <laughs> okay. So it's a travel bag to keep all your manscaped stuff together. And there's a lot more than trimmers. Just go to the site and see what they offer. There's a, seriously, there's a lot more stuff. Yes. Trying to you keep got the lawn going on the crop reviver. Way beyond the the necessary the weed whacker. There's this a lot is, of this is impressive. Oh my Just telling gosh. you. Gosh. I don't even know. I don't know how to transition how out of that. Out of that, that one, my yeah. thing. Yes. How do you this. go from manscaped.com to ASU hockey? How do we get there? Oh, point shaving scandal. Oh, wow. Okay, he already used that one, so don't act like he's, he just good, thought man. of that off the top of his head. I got to work on the transition stuff. Headache Smith, going way back. Nice. I get every day, oh, so I got to figure it out. Well, I want to make sure we do have time for our listener questions, so we'll just briefly touch on ASU. ASU also split their weekend of games. They won 5-3 to three on Saturday, lost 4-2 to two yesterday. Um, Saturday, four of the five ASU goals came on the power play. 14 penalties in that game. Um, yesterday, half the penalties, but there was an ejection. Um, and just looking at both games, I okay, here's a name. Matthew Copperhead. Copperhead. Cop- okay. They call him Copper. Okay, that's easy. Copper. Copper. He was on the score sheet both nights. Two goals, one assist Saturday. One goal, one assist yesterday. Josh Stone, three assists Saturday, two assists yesterday. Yeah, how about that, huh? <laughs> Sidebar, people are reading the graphics. So <laughs> just saying. That's I know they I'll leave it at that. I know they are. So getting back <laughs> to ASU. Trying to deflect from his manscaping read by bringing up my typo. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> so I was at the game on Saturday, the first game of the series. And first of all, wow, what a what a scene that was. I wrote about this. I had to park in a uh, an office park down like a half a mile away because I couldn't get into the lot. It was crazy. And Oceanside has a, a paved lot and then they have that dirt lot out front. It was all full. There was a long line. Like if I if I wait in this line, I'm not going to see puck drop. So I just found a spot, walked a half mile, show up at the front entrance. So There's a guy looking down at his phone. I'm like, excuse me, sir, can you tell me where I could pick up my media credentials? He looks up. It, it's Shane Doan. <laughs> Unbelievable. Up there apparently volunteering, helping, helping out. He's like, oh, yeah, right here. Walks me over to the table. So thank you, Shane. Shout out for helping me get my credential and get in. Biz was there to see Josh Doan's debut as well. Three assists, as you mentioned. That place was packed. It had so much energy. I know they're moving into a new arena, and it's going to be cool. I've done the virtual tour of it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to help the program. But Oceanside is a serious home ice advantage when they play there. The fans are on top of you. It was nuts that night. And ASU, although I thought they got outplayed at 5-on-5 in that game, and Greg Powers admitted that, 
They had four power play goals, so they come back and win that game. Sunday, the crowd wasn't as big. I don't think they fed off them as much. Uh, They did rally to tie it 2-2, but they lost. I don't want to raise too many concerns about ASU because it's so early. It's the first series. You've had a lot of changes. you got to figure things out. But they got to get better at 5-on-5. UMass Lowell is a good team. They're not an elite team. And I thought UMass Lowell was, by and large, the better team this weekend. So ASU has some work to do. And I'll just give a couple of quick points on ASU because I know Leah's excited to get out of here too. Um, To the next thing, right, Leah? Leah's trying to keep the show moving. Josh Doan, five assists. <laughs> five assists in Which two we games. talked about Shane being here and what all that meant for Shane to be able to see his kid. That's great. Josh did everything we expected him to do offensively. Do you have any idea what that building holds? I can't remember now. I don't want to say. But, it, but for a college out. atmosphere to have the fans literally on top of you, that's what college hockey is about. So as this season progresses, I know this is a Coyote show, but we are going to hit on ASU hockey because you get to see really good players in a unique atmosphere as the season progresses. Angel draft picks. Yeah, so so keep hitting on it as they go. I think getting a split over the weekend There's is great. No yeah, Greg Powers cited that as one of the four key series of the season that would sort of decide their fate. They got a split out of it, so they're okay. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's the first series of the season, so don't don't take too much out of it at this point. Was that, was that accurate? It says seven forty seven. Is the attendance? I, I, uh, it's I, higher than that. It's over a thousand. Yeah, they, yeah. Got, they, they, they put no people way. on the glass. Yeah. They, I think the fire safety is seven forty seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now you've alerted the government to that. Way to go, Shane. Way to go, Shane. They, they were basically hanging from the rafters on Saturday. It was crazy. Yeah. Low rafters too, by the way. <laughs> I know he came in real hot. <laughs> so we're gonna get some listener questions. Yeah, let's get today? Some, Yeah, well, we got right. some listener questions. Thank you, first of all, to everyone who sent in. We got a ton of questions uh, last night and this morning. A lot of them we've kind of addressed throughout the course of the show, but I'll just pull a few that we didn't talk about. Um, this one actually I found really interesting. Sasha on Twitter said, "Why haven't Alex Morello and the Yotes announced any sportsbook partnership as of yet?" And can we? Well, I think that, that answer is directly tied to their situation with Glendale. What are you going to do? Are you going to put it in Glendale and then be gone in a year? So it's definitely in their plans. I mean, if you look at the schematics and the renderings that they've offered for the Tempe proposed arena, there's there's a place for that. It's going to happen. It's definitely front of mind for for that group. And again. This is Alex Morello's wheelhouse. He, he owns two casinos. He knows what he's doing. It may take a little longer to roll out, but it is definitely in their plans. And kind of going off of that, um, Akachina Country on Twitter asked, is there any news on the Tempe arena? Or is it just status quo till Tempe says otherwise? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Now, you look, Tempe in their release said this could take several months. I've heard from people that they, they could make a decision by the end of the calendar year. So we still have to wait a little longer, but we'll see how it goes. Um. Adam in the Discord, our member Discord, which you can be a part of by becoming a member at gophnx.com, asked uh, any injury updates on Kessel or Hayden. Uh, we'll probably get those when the Coyotes have their next availability, but right now, nothing. Yeah, no. I, when, I, I'm hearing that, that expect Kessel, and this will be interesting, and I think we'll address this before mm-hmm. next Thursday, is I think Kessel will be able to be on the ice and be skating prior to opening night. Yeah. The question is, does he play? Like in normal circumstances, he probably wouldn't because he's not up to speed. He hasn't played in any games, but because he's got that streak, is the pressure there for the organization and PR wise to keep him in the lineup? We'll address that as it gets closer. Yeah. And and when, when they announced the injury initially, Bill Armstrong said at that time, two to three weeks, they were hoping he'd be ready for the start of the regular season. So we'll see if he stays on that. All right. Here's a, here's just a 
out of left field one. This oh, is no. from Dangle Snipe Belly on uh, Twitter, which I love. I, I count on Dangle Snipe Belly for out of left field questions. <laughs> what is the biggest fish PD ever caught? <laughs> Freshwater only. <laughs> well, this is hard. The land of 10,000 lakes, you had to catch a, a freshwater fish. Expectations are extremely high because of my Minnesota roots, mm-hmm. right? This may come as a big shock to all of you. Have you never caught a fish? Well, oh. buddy. <laughs> From Minnesota, like you could, you could do that walking to school, you can catch a fish, but you need patience and you got to be able to sit still. What are the chances I like fishing? Sitting in a boat for eight hours doing nothing? Are you out of your mind? So yes, I've done it. I've, do I have any record walleyes? No, it's walleye and perch in Lake Bemidji. I lived across the street from Lake Bemidji. You could walk on my neighbor's dock. I have caught very, very small perch off of that dock. I've caught a few northern up at Lake of the Woods. Um, which is right on the Canadian border. And right. walleyes, average size walleyes, the guy I don't know, is that a three pound walleye? Somebody's going to call him, <laughs> take me to task. I just don't know how you can sit in a boat like this all day. I don't get it. I don't, you've got to be doing something else. Yeah. So, well, I mean, if it's beautiful scenery, you can call. enjoy the scenery, but I don't know if that's Seriously? the thing. You know where International Falls is, right? I, I, my I caught, dad lived across the river. It's a true story. The Rainier Still river. have it mounted. I, have, I caught a 42 pound muskie. Get out of here. I'm serious. <laughs> In International Falls, Minnesota, in International one of Falls, the Minnesota. coldest locations in the continent. We were there in the dead of summer, so it wasn't that big a deal. We had a bear barrel through our camp at one oh point, which God. was it's right on the Rainy River. But yeah, huh? That's yeah. impressive. Well, digressing. It was pure but luck. No, it was pure I have luck, been fishing. I have no great. I landed the big one stories. Yeah. No, I, I just I, I was ca- doing I've something a fish. else. Do you caught a fish? Yep. In Arizona? My, no, no, no. In my family reunion in Chaplow, Ontario, which is oh. a 12-hour drive from Toronto north. <laughs> family reunion on a, in a cottage somewhere yeah, on a cottage lake. Cottage on a lake. Every Not good cabin, Canadian. Yes. Every good Canadian has a cottage, cottage on a lake somewhere where they go in the summer. I also that's it's crazy. That's not even yeah. Never mind. Um, Chapel. Okay. <laughs> Dangle. We don't want to delve into family that. dynamics yeah. on this show. No. We'll have to do another Chapel, clearing. We I caught I caught a fish and we and we ate it for breakfast the next day. I had breakfast. <laughs> I have done that. <laughs> Which is funny because part of his question. Yes. Was why is dinner for breakfast not as widely recognized as breakfast for dinner? And I agree. She pretty much just answered the question for you, really. Do uh, you want to eat fish for breakfast? That is professional. No. Great. That segue? That's professional. I've eaten pizza for breakfast. I've eaten lasagna for breakfast. I've eaten pasta. You have. Okay. Pizza, I can see. Fish? <laughs> You've never fish, had lasagna? Do you want to eat fish for breakfast? But couldn't you argue that smoked salmon on a bagel is breakfast? Sure, but I I don't eat that either, actually. I don't eat I eggs. Do. I think, though, when you take a steak from the previous night, cut it up and put it in eggs. There you go. Why okay. does, it, thing, why does it have breakfast. to be eggs to but be it's breakfast. Still breakfast? Anything right? you eat in the morning is breakfast. I, I But I'm, I'm sure. Gonna, that was Daniel's Night Belly again? It was See, part of his question. Like, eggs question. is a good call, though. That's, that's like, That a was a thing, breakfast. though. But you can do pancakes, eggs, and bacon with dinner. I've even ordered that at restaurants. I've had breakfast for dinner. Yeah, but much more common. I after don't a, know. After an McDonald's in the town. tried to order a burger, but you can get breakfast all day. I don't know. True. Does that answer the question? And few people, few <laughs> restaurants advertise <laughs> dinner all day. I might drop McDonald's. <laughs> And breakfast all day. Okay. Can't get a burger for breakfast. Wow. We could, I could. We'll debate this after okay. this after because could be a whole I, have show. A, I have a lot to say. I know we need to bring hot topics back. Yeah, we I'm do. ready. I'm fired up. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, please be sure to subscribe. We're so close to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Um, follow us on Twitter at phnx underscore coyotes. Follow each of us on Twitter at craig s morgan at leah merrill at s peters hockey, and you know become a member. Follow along podcast wherever you subscribe to podcast yes that's the one i was forgetting nice. look at pd he's gonna steal my job first the ad reads now that 
And thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day, everyone.